Welcome to Pictures of Grace, a Fraser 365 Advent devotional. My name is Chris Montgomery, senior pastor of Fraser Church, and I'm so glad you're on this Advent journey with us. May the Lord bless you today as we learn about His unmerited grace. Welcome to Day 22 of Pictures of Grace, an Advent daily devotional. Today's title is Sin's Entrapment. According to John G. Butler, the place of our location has much to do with the purity of our life. John Woodhouse said, The power that brought David down was not an external enemy. King David was not safe from himself. The walls of Jerusalem were no protection against his own deep flaws. Today we have two texts. The first text comes from Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 and 6. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And Jesse, the father of David the king, and David was the father of Solomon, by the wife of Uriah. Our second text today comes from 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 1 through 5. In the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. It happened late one afternoon when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house, that he saw from the roof a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful. And David sent and inquired about the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? So David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her. Now she had been purifying herself from her uncleanliness. Then she returned to her house. And the woman conceived, and she sent and told David, I am pregnant. You can't reflect on the life of David in Scripture and not be automatically reminded of two names, Goliath and Bathsheba. When you think about David's life, your mind instinctively goes back to his greatest victory and his worst sins. In fact, Pastor James Merritt said the following about David's sin with Bathsheba. No single sin outside the sin that Adam and Eve committed in the Garden of Eden has received more press coverage than David with Bathsheba. And I agree. Yet while this scripture has had much attention, it still has a lot of spiritual lessons that most don't discuss. While many people focus on David, what happens with Bathsheba doesn't get much consideration. Even in Matthew's account of the genealogy of Jesus, her name is not mentioned. By the wife of Uriah. Therefore, in these next several days, we will look at life lessons from both David and Bathsheba as we continue looking at God's pictures of grace. We notice from the beginning of 2 Samuel chapter 11 that David sent his men to war, yet he stayed in Jerusalem. Many scholars have pointed out that David wasn't where he was supposed to be when his downfall began. Warren Wearsby noted, Satan finds some mischief for idle hands to do. Idleness isn't just the absence of activity, for all of us need regular rest. Idleness is also activity to no purpose. When David was finished with his afternoon nap, he should have immediately moved into some kingdom duty that would have occupied his mind and body. Or if he wanted to take a walk, he should have invited someone to walk with him. If you're idle, be not solitary, wrote Samuel Johnson. If you are solitary, be not idle. Had David followed that counsel, he would have saved himself and his family a great deal of heartache. When David laid aside his armor, he took the first step toward moral defeat, and the same principle applies to believers today. 
when we look at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, we see that without the helmet of salvation, we don't think like saved people. And without the breastplate of righteousness, we have nothing to protect the heart. Lacking the belt of truth, we easily believe lies. Oh, we can get away with this. And without the sword of the word and the shield of faith, we are helpless before the enemy. Without prayer, we have no power. As for the shoes of peace, David walked in the midst of battles for the rest of his life. He was safer on the battlefield than in his own home. Therefore, David is not where he should have been when temptation entered his mind. Now let's look at Bathsheba. I've always thought that Bathsheba tempted David and that she was partly to blame. But as I've studied and researched others, I believe I've been completely wrong. David can't blame his sin on Bathsheba just because she was taking a bath. Here's what I learned. The narrator in 2 Samuel chapter 11 places the blame squarely on David, showing Bathsheba as a victim, not the aggressor. In the biblical story, David is the one making decision after decision to drive himself and his kingdom towards destruction. By paying careful attention to the story in 2 Samuel chapter 11 and the other passages where she appears in Scripture, we see a different characterization of Bathsheba. We can come to understand something about what Matthew meant in including her in Jesus' genealogy. It was not unusual for Bathsheba to bathe outside since there was no indoor plumbing. David, who likely owned the tallest of all the surrounding buildings, goes atop his roof to enjoy the natural air conditioning, and while there, he sees a woman below bathing. Despite the commentary of preachers through centuries, nothing in the passage indicates the woman's reason for choosing that spot to bathe. In fact, we have nothing to suggest that she is aware of the possibility that the king may see her. However, as she chose to bathe in the evening, we do have an indicator that she may have wanted the privacy semi-darkness provided. Simply put, there is no indication in the text that the woman deliberately positioned herself so as to entice David. The narrator has no intention of casting Bathsheba as a temptress. The indications that we have in the text then show Bathsheba to be a faithful woman minding her own business. If you could live your life all over again and do just one thing differently, what would it be? If David could change one thing in his life, it would be his sin with Bathsheba. What can you learn from David's sins that you will not allow the same destruction in your own life? If you've made some of these same mistakes or been the victim of other people's sins, what gives you hope about 2 Samuel chapter 11 and 12? Heavenly Father, as we spend the next couple of days looking over the story of David and Bathsheba, allow us to see ourselves in both David and Bathsheba. Allow us to learn more about your grace, your grace that you give freely. We don't earn it. We haven't deserved it, but you give it to us. In your name we pray.